Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It is the weekend and we've hung on. We've hung on for UEFA to mess about. I've got I've got Adam, Amelia and Craig Hannon with me. And I mean, God, they drew that out, didn't they? I fell asleep, Neil. Did you fall asleep during the draw? Honest. I mean, between between sort of five and seven pm is my sleepy time. Really, I'm not always asleep, but I'm always quite sleepy. Yeah. So well, you um, are a tired teddy. It's been yeah, I, 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 well, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes, so I, I definitely have yeah, I have, I have times where I am sleepy. <laughs> Times where times where I'm really lively. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, you wait, can't like, argue with content like this, can you? No, Look at this no. on Five Live. No, you I would not. To move away from stating this fact. You've, <laughs> you've thrown me into some sort of repeat rut by, by questioning that, Neil. Um, but yeah, so when UEFA announced very slowly announced all the the, the people from Part One, um, where they could have just said what group they were in straight away. Yeah, that, some point that, that's the that, maddest bit. Is we don't you yeah. can just say group A, swirl the balls around, pick one Pop and go there yeah, in group yeah, A now. Yeah. Then you can do the same thing. I can understand why, because the country protection stuff and all the other thing, that makes sense to me for the other ones. But for pot A, you don't have to do the thing where we've got to look yeah. as you yeah, we don't need that. No. And so uh, at that point, I um I set a little half an hour alarm for myself because I knew I had to come here because I could feel myself falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so and, and and so I was I, I was vaguely aware of of, uh, of 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 the of the the part three, and I realised we hadn't come out yet, and yeah, and sort of you know, and, and I was like, all oh, right, and who else? And I, I didn't look at it, but yeah, so it wasn't. I, I'm I'm I think it's getting worse the draw, and I <laughs> and, and and I don't like I was saying to you before we started recording. I don't I don't think I'm becoming blasé. I do think it's getting worse, um, and 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 the, the group stages. I, I find it quite difficult to get excited about the group stages anyway, if I'm honest. Well, a lot of it is the set, there's two things that are in play with the group stages, Craig. You want you either want you're either the committed the trips and that's fine, or you're committed to the idea of just getting through with an absolute minimum of fuss and that's fine. But what you're also looking for is let's not let's hope it doesn't interfere with the league. You very much want the European season does start in February in a sense. In that, if it starts in December, you're probably doing it wrong. Is that fair? Yeah, I think so. I'm very much so. When I was looking at the draw this morning uh, for Talking Reds, I was looking at first and foremost. I was thinking about trips, and you know, like Paris, that's a nice trip. Well, like we could have a lovely time. They'll have a little river, uh, a little uh, boat down the River Seine. You know, I know a, a couple of little cafes. Talking my language, we can have a lo- we could have a lovely time. Um, Put a little padlock on a on a on a bridge over the river. Absolutely, tall. Just says the Anfield rap on it. We can like the, there's we can have a ball. Um, and and I'm quite happy with playing them as well. I think like um, you know if you if you look at someone like Atletico Madrid who um, you know it'd be difficult to break down or set up a certain way, and then you look at PSG with Neymar and all of the the riches and the, and the come to Anfield thinking, well, we're going to give this a go, and then you know give it a go, give it a go, lads, brilliant. Yeah, they haven't um, experienced it before, have they? Uh, they? They were they were the, the the team from from part one that I thought one of the teams obviously Moscow were the easiest. And then PSG, and I can't remember, what, and one of the others. But like you say, didn't want Barca, didn't want Real, didn't want Atletico personally. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, you know, and any of the others was like, you know, Bayern Munich, fine, PSG, fine, Moscow, fine. Exactly. So. And then and then someone, I think I think last year, we weren't we weren't 
cheated out of the glamour tie as such because you want the you know you want the easiest way possible through but I think after returning to the Champions League I, I was hoping you'd maybe get one Real Madrid or whatever now obviously we we, we get them in abundance uh, in the in the rounds afterwards but this time in the group stage we've got that proper big tie I think uh, and you know I saw someone on, we, we did a, a live reaction show on on YouTube and I saw someone uh, comment under that saying uh, just think about this though P- the, like going for the bevy before PSG under the lights and then suddenly I got very very excited exciting, about actually. this group stage that's a good point um, whoever that was so well yeah exactly I should have just set it myself and install it but I didn't want to do that no, I don't want to be that guy so thank you to the person on YouTube but um, that got me instantly excited about this and, and Napoli will be a, a big one as well um, and you know, I don't think they'll be too excited about playing us either um, well we, the thing is that I just came out of the reaction show that I did is that with the group three, with the, the group three side that no one wanted I mean it's worth putting yeah. that out we, we end up looking at the group and it is that thing where everyone was saying oh you know some people were saying oh I don't care who we get and all that but if you do care you can say yeah yeah I wouldn't want them I wouldn't want them everybody in pot one and yeah. two is gone we don't want Liverpool don't want Liverpool definitely and you know it, 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 there's, there's a couple of things at play where so in, in terms of the trips just because Craig mentioned them, I guess the thing to say is that there's two trips really that, 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 that are sort of in a way not as attractive People probably, a lot of people won't fancy going to Napoli after what happened to Liverpool last time they went there and Belgrade's really far away. So that's, you know, that that's that's one thing where, where the trips where everyone's sort of thinking, okay, Paris, <laughs> and Paris I, will be good. Although I, I know a good bus driver in Bosnia who'll take us to, uh, he'll take us to, he'll take us to Belgrade, you know, if anyone fancies. But yeah, and, and the other thing about it. I can't believe you're doing this to me. <laughs> I just want I've to just get back got, I've that. only just got ankles back, Craig. I've only just got ankles back. Basically, what happened in that draw, by the way, was uh, Liverpool got drawn in the group with PSG, and I ran into Neil and said, Neil, we can go in the Eurotunnel. We can go on the bus to Paris and end the minute Belgrade. We can go to Serbia <laughs> on the bus. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would quite fancy Belgrade, actually. But anyway, the other, the other thing about it is it's one of those groups where um, the three the three good teams will fancy winning their home games and 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 battering the small team so those 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 are the groups that that go go to the wire aren't they which is it, it, it's if you're one of those people like I, I guess I am anyway and definitely am this season you, I just wanted us through it really I, I wanted the, the the big ties in the in, in the latter stages once we've you know already sewn the title up <laughs> I think that I think I, I I think it's going to be the 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 key game for Liverpool is away at Napoli. Yeah, I think that that's the one where if you can get. Did they draw go, them by the way when when the, when the games are? No, what they, I think I I'm under the impression everyone goes and has a big negotiation now yeah. and they work out when we're gonna who's gonna play who and when and there's loads of factors in place around which like English sides are at home. Uh, I don't think it is in Ferguson's it's, office. I, think it's in, like, Ferguson. <laughs> I don't think no, I don't think he, I don't think he ever quite <laughs> that's managed all those things are Adam, isn't it? Mm, I don't I think, think so. I don't think he managed to ever quite get that status in no, in, in, in 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 Europe. Uh, I don't think he ever managed to get the office status. As we can see by City's draw. Yes, I don't think he ever managed to quite get that one nailed down. So I think that everyone that goes and has a negotiate now I think we'll actually find it in Florentino Perez's office because uh, we had we had Napoli in the group stages um, in in the Europa League under Hodgson no yeah. no no sorry um, we had them in Rafa's last season didn't we last season in, yeah, yeah. We, sure we've we had did. them a couple of times we had, them, we had them in the Europa League under Hodgson that's the one you're thinking of am I yeah yeah because Gerard's, Gerard's caused the hat-trick because I, I, I can remember, I remember a video of uh, Gerard watching Na- the end of Napoli's final game or something to see if we'd qualify. It was a de- it was definitely a group stage, um, I, and, and I thought it was under Benitez. But anyway, so I, I think that 
that that's the treat that the away away at the San Paolo is really tricky and you sort of is that what you say you're getting out basically Neil that, that, that that's if that's kind of your last game and something riding on it then then um we need to we need to do bits beforehand yeah, I think well, I think that on that just in generally, as I say, I just think that whenever it comes the Napoli game, so yeah, it was twenty ten. It was it was the Hodgson ones. I think that the Napoli away game is the crucial crucial game in that. I mean, it, you can say well, you expect you know. I think we can get something out of Paris Saint Germain away. Don't get me wrong. I just sort of think that if you do get something against Napoli away from home, yeah. then that's the thing that stops them. Because what you just said is right. Pa- Paris Saint Germain will fancy everyone at home. We'll fancy yeah. everyone at home. Napoli will fancy everyone at home. I do. I, just, I, I, I kind of fancy us more to get something at PSG than Napoli. I just remember it. Being being really, really hostile and a really difficult place to play. Um, the fact that they've got a new manager, and I suppose PSG have got a new manager too, but you know they've they've got an, an embarrassment of riches, and they expect them to do well. Uh, it is another opportunity for me to tweet that's your Lottie and Chilotti at least twice. So I'm excited. That's <laughs> <laughs> what we're all in it for. I think. That's huge, isn't One it? One of the sentences that's literally always in my head. <laughs> that's your Lottie. That's your Lottie and Chilotti. Was he there with his uh, big lanyard, by the way? Uh, I, I don't know. We will have his lanyard Takes for game time. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> all his boarding passes. <laughs> Good, cut them all in. <laughs> Carries it everywhere he goes. Uh, looking forward to Paris Saint Germain and Belgrade. We don't know much about Craig if we're all honest about it at this stage. They've got through. It was a minor surprise. There's the history behind them and all that sort of stuff um, be interesting but again you think it'll be six points yeah definitely look that it's like you say if, if, if you don't get six points against them then you, you are struggling um, price of a pint in Serbia a uh, pint of beer in Serbia is one euro or 85 pence uh, according to the internet right now Craig. that, that is very away. exciting are you um, are you trying to entice me onto the bus now Ukraine or? Ukraine when you end up with all the Ukrainian money is 58 cents in euros or 49 pence that was Ukraine. That's why you ended up in the state you ended up in. And that's why you end up not having pints. You have a Long Island iced tea because it's still only about three quid. Three quid indeed. Um, yeah. It, 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 Serbia feels like it could be the one in terms of a little sort of left field um, away trip for a couple of days. Uh, does anyone know what Belgrade's like as a city? Is it is it nice? Is it? I think we can. You know, I think it's it's. It's, it's Eastern European, and I, I love a bit of that, to be honest with you. I don't think I'm going to be able to do any of them, but I'll see. Uh, I'll, I'll have a negotiation, and we'll see where we are when it all comes together. Yeah, yeah. I think that's definitely the one that we need six points from. I think, um, I think, yeah, it'll just be. I look. I think what I'm interested in is how teams approach us um, in this um, group stages because they'll have they'll have all watched this last season, and they'll all have seen. What what can happen to anyone? What what we can do to anyone? And I think I'd be interested to see how Napoli approach it. I don't actually know that much about how Napoli play, but if it's Ancelotti that's manager, then mm. um, you know the, you, you're going to think they will play that that certain way. And I'm just I just think we're gonna I, I just think we're gonna do what we did last year. And I don't know whether that's sort of uh, you know optimistic. I think we're just gonna PSG will come and we'll and we'll beat them and uh, and that excites me. I think that's why I'm excited that we've got a big a big name team this time is because they'll come to Anfield thinking that they can beat us and we'll and we'll steamroll them. Okay, this is the weekender. Uh, we're going to talk uh, with Craig and Adam about uh, the game coming up against Leicester City. But before then, I spoke to Simon Hughes about Mo Salah and his current issues with the Egyptian national setup. Joined by Adam Melia to have a, a conversation about Reds bet uh, and. We're partnering with Red Better, the Anfield Raptor, throughout the entirety of 2018. Uh, really pleased to do so. What they do is they give uh, 50% of their losses, sort of their profits, uh, the losses of people who are gambling, uh, to uh, supporter-related and fan-related causes. Now, as part of this little bit of the spiel, normally what I do is I move on now and I talk about the odds, and I'm going to do that in a second. But uh, 
I was having a conversation with Redbet yesterday, and they said there's a number of people who signed up to Redbet who haven't specified where they'd like their money to go. So please do do that. Uh, please have a look at your account and check. You've got something ticked against something. You can't take the Anfield wrap, and that's because we see our relationship with Redbet not being one where you know we don't we 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 see ourselves as a business, not as a charitable organisation first and foremost. Uh, and we're, we're proud of that, to be honest with you. And we're proud of the fact that we're taken as a business by so many of you uh, who listen to what we do. So. If you want to go through, there's loads and loads of Liverpool stuff on there. Uh, we'll talk more specifically about a few of them next week. But do sign up and do specify who, which fan-related partner you would like that money to go to. So please do take the opportunity to do that with Reds Bet uh, if you've signed up. So, odds. How, how, how are you feeling? Um, I am feeling like it's a, 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 a tight one. So I'll just go through a couple and you can let me know whether or not you're into them or not. Right. Okay, Liverpool to be top of the league on Christmas Day, six to four. Um, yeah, I fancy it. Yeah, I fancy that. I think that I'm I, I'm quite into the fact that uh, Tottenham and Chelsea have started well. I'm into it as well. Uh, uh, plus Watford. Sorry, we shouldn't we shouldn't discount them, the Hornets. Um, uh, but I, I am into the fact that Everton, by the way, are a home win against Huddersfield away from taking eight points from the first four. Yeah, I know uh, Everton have, have quietly gone about their, uh, their, their 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 business as well, and and have probably looked well worth that. I thought that they they were the better team against Wolves. They've had a couple of sendings off, haven't they? As well, um, you know, both harsh. Actually, now I think about it, the Richardson was harsh, and then who was it? Jagielka. Actually, that wasn't harsh. That was a red. But yeah, so I think they've been all right. Um, so I think that in these sorts of seasons where there's a few good teams uh, before, you know, b- b- knocking about before the the the, 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 the Christmas, um, that that's one where where it's it's almost it, it can be a bit of a toss up uh, on Christmas Day. I, I'd fancy us to be really close. The only thing I suppose is that we have got just had that tough Champions League group, so that might uh, that might take a, a, a couple of points off as where well. we have to look to rotate. Uh, okay, uh, most Salah to win PFA Player of the Year, thirteen to two. Mm, no, because uh, only because of the narrative. I just think that there's all sorts of narrative at play. Okay, that's allowed. Uh, most Salah to score from outside the box versus Leicester, thirteen to two. I like that. Yeah, I like that. He's been, in fact, him and uh, Mane have both been noticeably deeper since we've had Cater. I think. I think. I think there's been a really interesting thing, and I think they're just learning it. You could see them learning it in the first half against Brighton. The 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 the, 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 the sort of the swapping of the positions with Cater sort of being on the edge of the box in that space, and Mane uh, Mane and Salah taking it turns in turns to, to to drop deeper, especially Mane. And I think that there's there's definitely a thing there where you can see some some play developing on, on on our left which is where most of our play develops from and then the big switch over to Salah um and uh, I, I can I, he always he always just always fancies it from the, from outside the box and from anywhere doesn't he I think he's a man who doesn't who loves a shot from the D I think it's the D because in your head you sort of include the D as being in the box but it's not no. so I think he loves the he loves the D and I think that's why I I'd be I, I like that one because he backs himself around the D uh, okay what else have we got going right the way down here I like Liverpool Liverpool to win 1-0 2-0 or 3-0 is 5 to 4 Yeah definitely I, I mean I've picked 2-0 as uh, as my as, as as my as my selection we had at some point some some <sighs> Some little asshole of a referee is going to give one of these teams a penalty. That's the only way I really. Well, see I've got Alison. Really I've got Alison to save a penalty at twenty to one. I don't 
don't really see him as that much of a penalty saving goalie, but I, I don't think I've seen him save one. I don't know. But um, I, 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 mean, I, would, I wouldn't like looking at him stepping up. No, I, I think, uh, no, no, I, I, it, it's the, the wingspan, isn't it? He looks huge the, the, in like yellow. Staring into the sun. Yeah. Oh, it's too much to look at. Yeah, can't handle that. <laughs> but, yeah. Which way would you go against him? I, I'd, uh, I'd um, give him the, the eyes, eyes right and then to, oh, to, to, my, to my right. You'd give him the eyes? Yeah, I reckon he'd eye. give you the eyes. Yeah, probably <laughs> quite piercing his eyes, aren't they? Uh, but yeah, so I, I, my point was going to be that that, that I, I don't really we haven't we haven't con- we haven't conceded any chances, and we don't really look like conceding. But at some point, some twat of a ref's going to give the other the other team a pen, and you know what can you do? And it will go from there. Uh, all right, so I've got one all those picks. <laughs> 17 to 4, Man City, Everton, and Wolves all to win. All those picks, man. Aldo is always going for. Oh, yeah, that's great news. Thanks, John. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it might come in, but, you know, it's not a battle of laughs. Man City and Everton both to win. Oh, thanks, John. It's not, they're not huge talking points from John. <laughs> they're, they're, they're not huge talking points. He's picked Man City and Everton, who are pretty, quite home banker. He has gone with Wolves away at West Ham. But, yeah, Man City and Everton to win. Excellent stuff there, John. Great work for you. I wonder how much he's putting on it. Oh, uh, he will be. I mean, you know, Aldo's committed to his own concepts yeah he's, you know he's a man who very much backs himself yeah yeah of course um yeah a great weekend liverpool to win and Everton and man united to both lose or draw is 17 to 2 what do you think about that Everton at home to huddersfield bright um, man united at burnley i'm afraid not neil i think that burnley haven't even played their europa league game yet and so that they're 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 being they're being they're, they've received the full europa league treatment this season without even getting to the groups without even getting to the groups but possibly more than anyone else has ever got it but and they're probably some of their fans will be desperate for them not to get to the groups um so that i think that man united will uh, receive the full benefit from Burnley's awful away to, away to Olympiacos on th- it, it, it's Thursday. No, they're at home. They're at home to Olympiacos. Oh, they, are they at home? Yeah, tonight. Mm, still, yeah, okay. All right. Well, I, I thought. And that, I think that I think it's the perfect game for United. Yeah, like the extent to which it's the perfect game really for United is. at the moment is is staggering. Yeah, they they um they lost their last season, but it was it, it was quite close. And I think Burnley are not expecting to get much from that. And and that if United get. Their tails up and a goal up, they'll, they'll they'll win, and I expect Everton to win. Okay, well, thank you very much to Red Bear partnering with us for the entirety of the year. Uh, we'll hand over now Cy Hughes, joined by Cy Hughes, who's written something really interesting first and foremost about Mo Salah and his relationship with the Egyptian FA. Mo himself has put videos on Facebook this week. Um, Cy, this is a it's a situation which which appears to be getting worse, not better. It was clearly not right during the World Cup, and that Mo Salah who is infamously a very private person feels the need to go on his social media to, to make it four quite emphatic points across three videos. Mm. It does tell the story that he's, you know, he, it would be fair to use the phrase, he's obviously at the, the very least quite upset about all of this. He's quite he's quite rattled by it. He, he wants it to, to stop happening to him. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it goes back quite a long time. And I mean, for people who have read the story that I've, I've written, you know, it's about sort of the challenges of being a you know, a, a footballer of his profile in Egypt at, the, at this moment in time, not just with the FA, but with the the government who are in charge and the society, you know, that he that he's in, really. Um, and it's fair to say, you know, that, that there's a lot of stuff going on that I think, you know, people just might not appreciate, really. And when, when you discuss these sort of sympathetic points towards Salah, it, sort of boils down to people reacting and saying well you know it's it's just a footballer you know moaning you know I've, I've had a few people 
saying to me on social media the last few days, oh, you know, it's just like Roy Keane, you know, complaining about yeah. Ireland and the way things were there in the, in the early 2000, oh, in 2002. But it, it's, it's a bit, it's a bit deeper than that I've got to be honest you know like what's going on in Egypt at the moment is 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 quite unsettling and the story that I wrote uh, yesterday you know it's been coming for some time you know I've, I've sort of spoken to a lot of people over a long period of time it's just about sort of choosing the right time to publish it really and mm. I first became aware of what was going on um, last sort of autumn time when he just signed for Liverpool and um, you know immediately after qualification you know there were problems and I think people, it's it suited a lot of people just to assume again, you know, that this, the agent is at work here and, and Salah is making demands that are unrealistic and this, that and the other, when a lot of it really is about his own independence and how he sees him, well, not how he sees himself, but his own independence in a society and a government which is trying to impose their will onto a lot of people. Um, in the story, you know, it, it speak, speak about the player who was his idol, Mohamed Abu Trika, who was, um, you know, Egypt's all-time greatest player, who was the, the man of the people. Everybody loved him. And, you know, in the last few years, he's lived in exile because, you know, of certain things that have happened to the way, um, you know, he's linked to uh, people, a personal people who have committed certain acts against the state. And now, he, you know, he's, he's on the terror, terror list. So this is a, that he was a player that Salah adored and, um, you know, has shared the dressing room with it and, and is aware of how things can change if you're presented as this superhuman being in a society and in a government space where things can change very quickly. I think he's very aware of, of, of sort of main and contained control of who he is and how people um, and how, you know, governments and, and, and authorities sort of present him. It- with Salah, it's, one of the things that struck me as, as, as fascinating, and it was happening, you know, when it, when he was on the the run he was on last season and before the Champions League final. I spoke to a lot of journalists from overseas, uh, either in person or, or on calls and things. And one of the things they all wanted to talk about was was, was his faith. Uh, you know, he's very much seen as a Muslim, but there's the, there's the, because. Well, first because he is, but secondly because he, you know, you see him go through the act of prayer after every time yeah. he scores, and that becomes embedded. But one of the things that I think was was sort of overlooked because that aspect was focused on is exactly how complex his identity is, and how complex his identity is to the wider world. He's an Arab, he's um, he's he's a Muslim, mm. he plays football for Liverpool, he's an Egyptian, uh, he's a North African, and he's now an Af- African icon. Full mm. stop. Mm. And I think that there is a lot of with him. It's as though you do get the impression at times he would. He just wants to sort of just be left out of a lot of this stuff. That yeah. is that fair? Is that fair from your reading of this? Yeah, that that's the way I sort of see it. Really, I mean, when when the Arab Spring happened in two thousand and eleven, you know, he was how old would he be at that stage? He would have been what, 17. 17, 18. You know, so it's imaginable. I don't think anybody in Egypt wasn't affected by what happened at that time, and he wouldn't. You know, he didn't. He wasn't a you know an active professional footballer at a particularly high level at the time. I'd imagine this is just me reading between the lines that you know he would have been impacted on that, and and maybe particularly at that age in his life and and time in his life, he would have been thinking about the way he thinks about politics and the way people live and everything else because it, as everybody does as around everybody that age. Does. When I you know I don't know Salah personally. I've only had a couple of interactions with him. Um, you know, in 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 sort of. Uh, Anfield's, you know, mixed tunnel area, and mix yeah. zone and everything else. So I don't claim to know him personally, but obviously I know a few people around him. And, you know, he he is just basically determined to be, you know, sort of an average sort of bloke who doesn't, 
who who stands for for for, for moderation almost. You know, it seems. You know that the, you know the in this world at the moment, it's not just in 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 Egypt. You know, the, there's extremes of left and right and and everything else. And I think he's determined to live his faith according to his conscience, while not being presented as something that he's not. Um, so there was the issue during the World Cup with the Chechen leader that yeah, he clearly very was... uncomfortable sort of meeting. You know that, that it's impossible that 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 meeting did not take place without without government approval. You know, in, in Egypt and 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 in Chechnya, um, something that he didn't uh, so I believe really want to be a part of. You know, um, and the reality is, you know, that it's being presented a lot, particularly in Egypt at the moment, that he's thrown a strop that that. Um, you know, particularly his agent is sort of being devious, which I think is, is quite a convenient way for them to sort of, for, for the authorities in terms of the football authorities to sort of distance themselves from a little bit from Salah because they obviously don't want to sort of, uh, they realise that his, his state standing in the game. So he is in a very difficult position where he's being pulled every which direction um, whilst he's trying to maintain a football career and be successful and try and raise standards in the country that he lives. I think there's a, you know, there's uh, people have seen, I don't, would imagine have seen the photographs from when Egypt flew to, to Russia for the World Cup and, and you know, the, the Egyptian FA were all in first class and all the players were in, sec, you know, in, in, in economy class and people say, oh, well, the football, you know, it's only a three-hour flight. You know, why why can't they, or five-hour flight, why can't they just do that? But, you know, that that sort of attitude is spread, from what I believe, right across the way the football is run in Egypt. And it's not helping Egypt become, you know, a, a potentially very important football country, which, um, you know, delivers more footballers like Mohamed Salah. This is what he's trying to get at. But the message, um, unless you watch the videos and, and listen to what he's actually saying, you know, that when, when he speaks on Facebook, there's no pre-rehearsed sort of speech he's He's speaking from the heart, but the messages are getting sort of twisted um, to ensure that he sort of appears like just a, a stroppy footballer when I don't think that's really what's happening here. Okay, uh, thank you very much indeed to Saif for coming in and talking to us about this with Mohamed Salah. Uh, we want to, to keep an eye on uh, as it develops. Great to speak to Sai there. Uh, I also spoke to uh, Stylian Petrov about a match for cancer, uh, and this is what he had to say. Joined by Stylian Petrov to talk about his match against James Milner at Celtic Park, uh, a match for cancer, looking to fundraise first and foremost. But let's be honest here, Stylian, are you looking forward to playing? Um, yeah, I do. Uh, you know, when something around football is involved, you know, we always look forward to it. And especially for a great cause as well and a special place and uh, playing against uh, my old teammate, uh, James Milner. And, you know, we've put two exciting squads, two very good teams which are going to compete and, uh, you know, make another special day at Celtic Park. It, it strikes me that, you know, looking at the names of the people that are involved, the, the, the two squads are terrific, but also the, 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 the fact that Brendan Rodgers has given up his time, Jurgen Klopp's given up his time. It shows that people... People are, are, are taking the cause deadly seriously. That people want to really do want to want to put a show on for, for for the spectators, but also want to, you know, want 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 to raise as much money as possible. Of course, and that's the main thing. You know, the, the raising funds, for helping other people, and the awareness. We all know how that stuff. We know how cancer get affected. So how it affect people, uh, people that deal with it, they closer closer people as well. And, you know, having names uh, like Brendan and, uh, you know, uh, Jurgen Klopp 
giving their time to be part of it and you know to help uh it, it's it's great and you know you can only just uh, say good things about these two guys because you know what it takes time to rearrange and arrange things to make sure that you're gonna go up to Glasgow and these two guys made their time to be there and be part of the course there is you know to to, to reflect upon your time when you were you, when you were suffering with the disease one of the things I've read up a lot prior to this phone call, but one of the things that strikes me, and it struck me the same thing when I was I was fortunate enough to be at a, a James Milner's Foundation dinner, is often we, we 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 downplay the roles that people's wives and partners play, not just in their lives for footballers, but around these sorts of causes and these foundations. I know that James is, James's wife's at the centre of, 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 of his foundation, and it seems like you've got the same relationship there as well, that it's, it's very much a partnership, your foundation, the work you're doing around this between you and your wife, not the idea that either she's off doing it all or you're off doing it all. It's, it's very much an area where you, you, you come together and work on this project. Of course, it's, it, and it's very important uh, because, uh, first of all, I know why I don't know how James is doing it, but with us, it's, it's, it's even closer because we went through it uh, as a family yeah. and we know how difficult it is and we both know what difference we make and how we, we help people because people do need help. You know, raising funds, people don't forget that raising funds, we, we raising funds to make sure that the research will get better the protocol, the treatments uh, will get better, will be less side effects, will be more success in the treatment. And people do forget that. And every little step help. I know we can't help everyone, but, you know, we, we help someone. And this someone is going to be a kid or an adult. They have dreams and we give them to live their dreams. And you're right. It does, it does, uh, it does work uh, when you work as, as your partner because you appreciate even more. And you love even more, and which is the most important thing. Um, talking about then the, the the people you've got in your squad. I mean, it's it's a great set of names: Henrik Larsson, Shay Given, John Hartson, Robbie Keane, uh, Gareth Barry, Stoichkov, uh, Luis Garcia uh, on your side of the of the fence on this one. It, you know, these are these are fantastic people, fantastic former teammates of yours, and you know, you must be firstly, you must be just looking forward to playing with them. Yeah, of course, it's, it's always exciting to put boots and, you know, to see players that have uh, come across uh, uh, through my career, either playing with them or playing against them. And, you know, the, the, the funny thing is, uh, every t- uh, when I give them uh, uh, the shout about the game and I've told them that what it's all about, nobody even uh, uh, resisted. Everybody went, yes, we'll be there. And, you know, I'll, be, I'll, I'll, I'll get excited now. You can see in the social media people look, you know, promoting it, looking forward to it. And it's going to be a competitive game. And that's what the fans who are going to make it to the stadium, that's what they want to see, a competitive game, goals. And that's idols. You know, these players are still idols. Some of the players are still playing. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about James and the way he's playing at the moment. You know, people, the young kids would love to, love to see him and he's going to be part of it. And, you know, this is the excitement of these games. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's there's, there's some lads on, on on either side who may well be stunned as to how much James Milner will run during this charity match. He will cover some ground, and and you're saying that it will be a competitive game, won't it? Because I mean, everyone who's involved in it, that you don't become the level of football that these that these gentlemen all have without being without being a competitor. I think everyone's going to want to win. I can see Gareth Barry throwing a few tackles in throughout the course of the game. It is going to be a there's going to be a, it's a, the boots are going to be employed, aren't they? Of course, and uh, you know. Uh... That's what it's about. When you look at it, you, you mentioned Mayor and Stoichkov and uh, Scott Brown. You know, uh, Henrik, 
Scott, yeah, that's what I mean. We're just going to put Scotty on James, so see how he's going to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck, James. And, uh, but you've got that Robbie Keane and Henry Class, and they've always been competitive competitive players. They've always scored goals. They've always been leaders. And even when you play, when they play this game, they still want to play uh, play well. They still want to score goals. They still want to be the best. And that's one of the beauty of these games, because our squad is built up. Players are still fit. I'm in the same program as Luis Garcia, and he's still fit, he's still running, he's still uh, sharp. So, you know, really looking forward to it, and it's, I think it's going to be a great day. It is going to be a great day. People should get down if they can. We're going to have some tickets to give away uh, through Laduma, so you'll be able to enter into the Anfield Rap website in order to be able to to uh, compete for tickets uh, in a competition there. So if you go through the Anfield Rap website, our friends at Laduma have given us uh, 20 pairs of tickets to give away, so we will be giving them away over the course of the weekend. But if people do want to get there, you know, it's not sold out yet. It is selling out, though, so people should move quite quick. Uh, but it hasn't sold out yet, so people should really get in touch. Uh, go to the Celtic website. All the details about it are on there. It is on Saturday. Saturday the eighth. Uh, you're gonna win. Of course, we're gonna win. I know <laughs> James wanna win, but it's a difficult place to come and win. He knows that. It is a difficult place to go and win. It's going to be fantastic at Paradise. A match for cancer. Uh, Milner versus Petrov. Get yourself get yourself along if you can, if you're up in Scotland, or travel up and have a fantastic weekend in Glasgow. Glasgow knows how to have, how to have a party. Uh, they'll look after you up there. Uh, thank you very much indeed to Stillian for taking the time today with the Anfield Wrap. And if we can, you know, let's go, let's all get up there and see if we will 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 Milner on. Go on, let's get it. Let's get in, let's get in Stillian's head. See you later. Great to speak to Stillian there. Uh, real pleasure to speak to him. That match looks like you know it's for a fantastic cause. Uh, it is being sponsored sponsored by our friends at Laduma. Uh, so they are giving away through us 20 pairs of tickets for the match for cancer in Glasgow. Uh, and it is being in hold support of three charities and all the proceeds will go towards tackling cancer. If you want to enter that competition, go to theanfieldwrap.com forward slash match for cancer. You can see it there. It is on our website as well, theanfieldwrap.com. Uh, Klopp managing Milner's team and Brendan Rogers managing Petrov's team uh, should all be really interesting. It's a 2 p.m. kickoff at Celtic Park. Uh, we need you to be able to make your own way to the match to enter the competition. Uh, but please do consider doing so uh, or consider just buying a ticket to go to the game full stop. So it is theanfieldwrap.com forward slash match for cancer. Uh, it, all, it is all uh, for a really, really good cause uh, and it is all involving lots of fantastic uh, either current or former footballers as well who should be having a great time. But as Stillian himself said, it should be a pretty intense, competitive affair. Theanfieldwrap.com forward slash match for cancer. Thanks again to Laduma for the tickets. Uh, so Laduma, are, our friends at Laduma are sponsoring a match for cancer. Uh, so thank you very much to them indeed uh, for those tickets. 20 pairs them to give away at the Anfield Wrap. Uh, just giving you all the details there. Uh, back with Craig and Adam to look ahead to the weekend's match. First thing, 12.30, no messing about. Liverpool Saturday morning. And Adam, what are you? I've got niggling concerns around this game. And one of them is we haven't got a great record at half 12. I think everybody probably feels like they haven't got a great record at half 12, to be honest. But we haven't got a great record at half 12. 12. Yeah, breakfast kickoff, as Jurgen Klopp referred to it as. Um, I hate them. They shouldn't exist. Uh, they, they, it's, it's, it's the worst of the kickoff times, I think. I think it's the worst of the kickoff the times. The worst of the kickoff times, the 12.30 Saturday. Um, I don't mind an early kickoff, but it's an hour too early. And yeah, the, the 1.30 Sunday, I'm absolutely fine with. I quite like it. But yeah, the 12.30 Saturday just feels feels dreadful. And uh, yeah, there's something about the pressure of being first on, which instantly piles onto everyone else if you win. So so it, it's, 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 an, it's a bad time to play, but a great time to win. Um, I sounded quite cliched, but it's, but it's true. Um, that I, I think that 
and we've got two, haven't we? We've got two, uh, what one after the other, uh, with the with the international break in the middle. I mean, the the the, the fact that we keep getting these twelve thirty away kickoffs after the international break, I'm not I'm not pleased about that. Again, Mr. Ferguson's Fitcher computer has got a lot to uh, to answer for. But yeah, this one. I, I think I was I was really I was I was concerned I was instantly concerned after after Brighton um for various reasons about about Leicester and as the week's gone on I've 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 talked myself around into being quite confident about it um I think that um the Reds seem to have had Part of what may be confident is is the pictures of the pictures of uh, our, our training and the things that that Klopp's been doing this week. I think that I think that there's been moves made to make this last week before the final match and then the and then the trip away into into something a little bit special because it's felt a little bit like this has been the end. There's a strange end of preseason and a few people have said that that our our preseason's been been extended and they've obviously thought long and hard about what it is that this is going to mean and and when it is that each different player is going to come back and the fact that the, the whole group isn't really going to be together even during the league season and I think this week has been like the culmination of the actual proper end of pre-season and the mm. fact that the whole group's together everyone's training now and there's I, I, I love I love the fact that they had that they had this big seven aside is it six or seven aside uh, competition against each other the, the losers have to bake a carrot cake I mean that that it does it does, thought up that by the way he I thought reckon, right I know what it'll do right. I, I know who it was it was LSC content they thought <laughs> want to see Virgil van Dijk in a chef's hat I, I, I like <laughs> I really like it. I I think I haven't seen anything like that before, and it does make and it it, it feels very preseasony to me. It feels like preseason fun, which is why I sort of mention it. I feel like they're kind yeah. of building up to building up to something um, in in the way that you would the start the start of a season. So I think it's kind of like a little bit of a, a celebration and a bringing back together of the whole group and sort of being really pleased with what they've got so far. And then it's but there's there's also something there which is like. Right, we're we're all here together now, and this is this is something different because it is a really tough test. And you know, give, give yourselves give yourselves a proper launch into your into your, your international breaks away, which I always wonder how that feels for the team. You know, it's it's like I think Klopp's mentioned it in the past. The international break, it, you can't re, you don't really get any time to talk about the match you've just had. Everyone's gone pretty much after the yeah. match. They're all gone to, to to wherever it is they're going. The Brazilians are going to America. You know, there, there's there's all the all the different things. So, I mean. It's 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 a roundabout way of saying that I think that they are treating this as a huge. I think they're treating this as a huge game because after this, we've got some really really tough tests, and I think that that the the fact that in my mind they've put a lot of effort into the preparation for this game. I think it's because they know how much credit they'll have in the bank if they do manage to get the three points. And not the credit in the bank part massive, uh, Craig. You know, this is, if we do do this one, you know, so we've got 12 out of 12 from the first four, you can't do any better. Literally, you can't do any better than that. But also, you've you've you, you've maintained there's a little bit of distance between you and City, which you, it might be sad to keep harking on about, but it does seem significant at this stage to make them go away on the international break knowing they're in for a scrap with somebody. It's it is a game where you're able to say, "Yep, yeah, you know, throw everything at this boys," and that's what I think. It almost feels almost like weirdly like a cup final, yeah, but a, yeah. a cup final where it's not a disaster if you don't get the win, but it is weirdly like a cup final where you're just like, "Yeah, throw everything at this one, boys. Give us every last drop you can," and then everyone gets to go away, and then we all start again. Yeah, I'm I'm actually really happy to be playing Leicester at this time. I think that's 
I, I never like playing them away. I, I just don't like it. And I think it's born out of that the season they win the league where Vardy scores that goal and everything. And I think it's born out of the fact that we went a couple of seasons ago, midweek, just got beaten and it just was horrible. And, you know, we win the game last year, but it's by this, you know, it's just about with the penalty save awful, and everything. Yeah. It's just awful, not a, awful. it's just not a nice place to In go. In different ways, awful performance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We just had, it was a real slog, oh, wasn't God. it? Just... An awful mini-liners. <laughs> but we but, he save, but he saves the pen. But he saves the pen, but still, that's classic mini-line. <laughs> he saves the pen, but come on. But I think the fact that they, <laughs> the fact that they don't have Vardy this time, the fact that it's a 12.30 kickoff at their home and, you know, like, I always, there's there's something, and I don't know what it is, but there's something in me that likes a 12.30 kickoff if we're away from home. Because I feel like, like, like our lads, like, we're, we're getting the bus there and we're going to be up from eight drinking. While, you know, they're all just getting out of their bed and they'll get breakfast and then they'll go in the stadium. And it won't yeah. be that, won't be as loud as what we've we've heard it when we went in the past when it was a nighttime game. Um, and, and it's the fact that, yeah, it's the first game and, like, you know, it's a massive incentive to like go, and it might be for only for a few hours, but to go five points ahead of City and 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 to put pressure on them very very early, and to just go even if it is three points in front of the others, Spurs and Chelsea and so on. You know that I, I like the fact that if we go there and we win, sets a statement going right now. It's your turn. It's your go, uh, and and then we go into the um, we go into the brick. Um, not a good record against Leicester recent years. Adam, not a bad one. You can overstate this stuff. We won. We beat them home and away last year. Not a good record against Puel. Yes, we beat him in his when he came to Anfield last season, two one. But it was a tough game. The Puel factor is a is a factor here. It's a live thing. You know, he he showed he could shut us down in sixteen seventeen quite effectively across four games. We're a different side now, but I am expecting it will be tough. They'll make it tough. Yeah. There's 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 not too many ways where you where you can't put together a, a, a list of reasons why it, it it will be tough, um, and I think that this this is this is one where I mean even if we were playing Leicester at home, I, I'd 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 have my my, um, my concerns because because like you say, we the they are they they do they do play. They're, they're one of many teams who get really get up for playing us. Um, I think that they're style sort of works quite well against us in compared to, to when compared to other teams um and they you know they they they're good players play in a way which our uh, which, which which some of our players don't like you know kind of like the the I've always quite liked Maguire I mean it, it's it's a bit quite mainstream now but I've always thought he was quite good uh, you know as much in an attacking sense as defensively and Vardy's horrible for everyone to play against but I think our our He's he's been a bit almost like kryptonite to our to our defenders in in the past. They could sort of haven't been able to handle him, especially away. It's why it's good he's suspended. It, it's great that Vardy's suspended, which was what I was going to come on to. There's there's a there there is a, a list of things, as you say. There's Puel. There's the early kickoff. There's the fact that it's Leicester, and as I say, they've played quite well against us in the past. Blah blah blah. Um, and but 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 at, at the same time, I think that they are there, there's there's a couple of things where I'd say they will not be fancying this as much as they have done in the past. Yeah. Um Vardy being out, Mares obviously not being there anymore is 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 huge. And um I think that there's it's it's almost like a bit in the balance, which is why it's one of those games where we could really do with a not shit ref. I mean I'll swear on this show. Yeah. Good. Um so we've got another a ref that I watched I think he ref Chelsea v Newcastle he did, yeah. at the weekend and I thought he was 
I thought he was pretty crap then. And I just I just think it could be one of those where it is in the balance a little bit. And so Palace was in the balance. And thankfully we had Michael Oliver, who I think is, is uh, it, you know, at least all right. He's the best of a bad bunch. Literally, that you know, what the saying was invented for. It's a picture of Michael Oliver in the dictionary next to the phrase best of a bad bunch. Um, so I think I think we are on a bit of a knife edge with this one, um, and I think that uh, it, it's one of them where first and second goals and big decisions will come into it. Um, first and second goals. I'm intrigued by his selection. He's been unchanged three times. He wasn't happy with bits of the third performance. It's fair to say in that second half, Craig. Are you expecting changes? I, for instance, I I expected Henderson to start against Brighton. I really expect him to start against Leicester. I think I think he'll be the change. Um, I think, think he'll be the only one. I think, um, yeah, I think so. I think he'll keep Kate. Uh, I think he'll, he'll keep Milner for this game particularly. Uh, and I think, I think I've just liked the look of. I think Jordan Henderson's been unlucky because he's he's obviously come back late, and I, th- I think every time he's come into the team, uh, he's just immediately looked brilliant. <laughs> and and you know, I think that I think it's just the fact that Genie Wijnaldum's done so well, and and Wijnaldum has has done so well. I thought he, I thought he was great against Brighton as well, but I just think with this game and the way that Jordan Henderson can can dictate the tempo and he can it feels as if when he's in the team and he gets the ball, it's really it's driving things on. It's always looking to get forward and push it and, and get forward. And I think we'll need that in this game. Um, and I think where Genie's a little bit limited is in doing that. Um, so I think I think the only change would be Henderson. I, I don't see him doing any changes at the back. I don't see why he would. I don't see any changes along the front. Just Henderson. Um, I'm really interested in why he hasn't been picking Henderson because I think it's been the like the the wrong decision in, in two games in a row. I'd have picked him against Palace and I'd have picked him against Brighton. Um, and so I, I, I'm, we've won both, so we get the luxury of saying that. Uh, yeah. And so it's like I sort of wonder why that is. And so it's a, for, for me, it's sort of either that that it's everything's been pre-programmed around who played the most games in the World Cup, and Henderson's desperate to be to, to come back. He's he's chomping at the bit, but they've literally said you can't. You're not going to be playing any more than the, the last twenty half an hour at the most of these games, George. Uh, the, the the other thing, uh, which I think is probably most likely, the other thing it could be is that we've been experimenting with trying to have a bit more of a controlled. Um, a, a controlled way of playing, which is all all through the midfield, and um, and 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 where is it? Where it's looked like um, Genie and uh, and Cater at times, uh, uh, and Melner are kind of chewing it. I just wonder whether there's something in that where where we, we'll we'll need this later on in the season. We haven't used Fabinho yet, but there's something about what we what we did in the summer, how we played and 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 who we bought, which is making me think maybe we're trying to be a bit more methodical. And as Craig said. the one of the best things about Henderson is is that directness, and, and that's what we've really missed these last few games. I just wonder whether there might be a bit of method in it. But it's strange, isn't it, that he comes out and he's so emphatically critical, for instance, of the second half against Brighton, where it, you know, where he was. Well, I mean, it was his fault. <laughs> it was. I, I, it, he, I think it was the wrong. The, the, like I said, I thought it was the wrong selection, uh, but, it, but I wasn't disappointed in it. But at the same time, I thought that his substitutions were really poor, um, and so it is funny, and and and. Like I say, I've, I've, I, it's, I, I can criticise it because we've come from a place where we keep winning, and so it's easy. It, you can have these conversations, but I thought that storage was the wrong substitution. I'd have brought Shakiri on, um, and I don't like the Matip substitution. I don't like it when it's Clavin either. I don't like that that um, sort of three centre centre halves on thing, um, and I would have left Cater on. So 
or all three I disagreed with and so I, I was kind of like when he when he said he was he was critical of it I was like well yeah me too but there was a piece in the times that I read where it said that um this year he's going to be a little bit harder on them so like um his first few seasons have been all about sort of building the confidence of the team and we saw that throughout the the run of the Champions League final and then this year He's basically what he, what the article said was that he's now got this team that he really believes in that can really do something, and he wants to make sure that they don't become, you know, they, they don't mess around a bit and they don't sort of rest yeah. on the laurels and think, you know, we're this great attacking team and then they're not that great. Like he, I think a couple of the things that were mentioned was Naby Keita who didn't play particularly well. He brings him off to make sure that yeah he might be the big signing that we're all excited mm, about, yeah. but if he's not doing it, he comes off. Well, I think yeah. Sorry, Craig, carry on. Uh, but, I, 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 I didn't mean to interrupt you there. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is, like, I, 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 I quite like the fact that he's that he's doing this, and that that um, I think the headline was less hugs, which yeah. um, you know I'm not necessarily into, but I think that's I think the the idea of this, where he you know he believes in them so much that he he he's trying to get even more from yeah. them by this almost tough love and telling them you know you won but you weren't particularly well, good he's good at getting a headline out of what's quite a complicated idea and that's you know one of Klopp's geniuses is is, 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 is knowing how to lead an agenda without it being really obvious and I think that there's there's I'd like to think that, that there is what like I was saying some 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 method in it um, and it's great that we've got the luxury of being able to pick straight to do, do do unusual things and try things if if he is trying things but like you say you know the fact that he came out and criticized it makes you think that maybe it wasn't kind uh, of, uh, done done on purpose but it did did feel a bit like the start of the, the, the there was at times where where he would make decisions and pick teams before christmas last season which everybody sort of thought well i wouldn't have done that but you know uh, and, and and sometimes you say I wouldn't have done that, but we got away with it. And then you know it's the derby, which I wouldn't have done that, and then we didn't win. So I'd be interested to see if come sixty, it's a you know we're drawn um, because that's not happened yet this season. And you know we've yeah. got this bench that we're quite excited about in Shakiri and Sturridge and uh, you know Henderson if he's on it, but Wijnaldum if he's not. Um, and I'll be quite not I won't be excited to see, but you know it'll I'll, I'll be very interested and intrigued mm. to see who comes on and what way he works. Well, this, one, of his, one of his best subs of the, the entirety of last year was when he brought storage on at Leicester. Who was unbelievable. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the one thing, if he does, and I want him to start Henderson, as I've said, the one thing we'll miss if he does have to start Henderson is Henderson coming on as sub. <laughs> yeah. Because he is definitely, a, he, he, I mean, he's, he, he's out of all of the midfielders, I'd say, he's, he's the best the best sub. Um, so the others you've seen at times come on and do really well um, but I, I, so so Wijnaldum for example I'm thinking of there has been times when he's come on and he's read the game and he's come and done done exactly what he's what, what, what's mostly needed. when we're winning you yeah. bring Wijnaldum on he's done really well I think with Henderson you bring him on and yeah. uh, you know like you say it's the way he's sort of trying to push the team on and, and well and Wijnaldum's a different player when, when we're winning even when he's played the entire 90 you know <laughs> if we start winning at home he's, he's in the box all of a sudden trying to get on yeah. the end of everything um, which is which is great, but yeah. So the, there's 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 a thing there where if he does start Henderson uh, and we need that same solidifying a one goal lead substitution, what does he what does he do? Because later on in the season you might think it'd be Fabinho, but yeah. obviously he hasn't he hasn't tried him yet. Okay, uh, prediction. I am going to go. I'm going to go two 0 uh, I, I want a I want another clean sheet. I was and, Imagine going into the the international break having won four times and not conceded a goal. Unbelievable. Two 0 Um 
Yeah, well, my, the first thing that popped into my head was 2-1, and then I thought, actually, no, we're never going to concede again, so 2-0. 2-0, excellent stuff. Indeed, it's been your weekend, thanks to Sai, uh, thanks to Stylian Petrov, and to Craig, and to Adam. Uh, have a great time. Let's really enjoy the Reds. One more big push before the, before the first international break. Sports Social Podcast Network.